All right, welcome to the Ray Hart Rundown. Hey, what's going on, guys? Okay, so Halloween's over now, finally. Yeah. That is done. That was uh, chaos. Yep. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed our super long, almost two-hour Halloween episode. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, though, man. It was. Um, the last, yeah, episode 15, our last episode was uh, two hours. It was, actually, it was over two hours. I, we actually had to cut some stuff out. Yeah. I, had, I got it just under two hours, so... Special thanks, though. I wanted to do a special thanks to the Totally Weird and Twisted podcast for allowing us to be part of their advertising, their little uh, ad run inside their last episode as well. Yeah, that was really so, cool. Yeah, we, we really appreciate, appreciate the girls at the Totally Weird and Twisted podcast, or the Twat podcast, I think is what they call it. <laughs> uh, again, thank you so much, ladies, for uh, letting us be part of that. Yeah, greatly appreciated. Okay, let's uh, jump right in, like we always do here. Right off the gate with Hollywood stuff. Let's so go. I got a few things for that. Perfect. To add in as well. The first thing I want to say is that Stephen Amell, uh, the actor who originally played Green Arrow, right in the Arrow show for yeah. CW, he also played Casey Jones in the new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right in the last Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. Uh, he's currently on set for the new Star series Heels. It's about like a wrestling show. Yeah, Heels. I believe he's the creator of it as well. That part I don't know, but Heels is the bad guy in wrestling. So, he had a stunt go wrong. And I guess I don't know the details of it because it's very vague on the details. But from what I understood, he had a stunt go wrong and he got either slammed or fell out of the ring or in, in something in clearly in the wrestling stunt right. that he did and hurt his back. And they stopped production for his scenes at least on the show for now and he's at home resting currently right now so ouch here's hoping that he gets back out there and back up and he's yeah, doing I fine hope, and- i hope so he was actually talking about trying to make a return as the arrow in some of the other cw shows he said that it's not out of the realm of possibilities possibilities you know what i mean um so cuz like everybody wants him back they didn't think 8 seasons was enough you know, yeah they wanted more, but I mean, I get it. The show had to move on. I know that CW's kind of cleaning house when it comes to some of their shows as well, but I think it's mostly the actors are leaving um, for that sort of thing. You know, I know Melissa, the girl that does uh, Supergirl, mm-hmm. she's she's leaving the show. Uh, the girl that played Batwoman, she left after season one. She's all like, these stunts are too much for me. I'm out. Yeah. They so, replaced her already. Yeah. So I don't know. It seems to me like um, it's not so much the CW. I think it's I think it's just... DC is struggling to get the casting right. Yeah, well, I think that... Because CW is just the distributor. Right. I think that they're trying to focus a little bit more on the movies and trying to kind of put put the success from the shows that they've had mm-hmm. towards their movies. Maybe. We'll see. I mean, we'll see as the shows come out. They're not... I mean, the new ones they're, they're doing now. They're, you know, filming now. Yeah. And we'll see what, we'll see what happens next year when they all release. I think, but yeah, I, I think if I remember correctly, Stephen Amell is one of the at least a co-creator of Heels because um, he was really he's really big into wrestling. He oh yeah, even on WWE, he was on WWE. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. Like he would be like in the crowd as like, oh, he just went to go see the show type of thing, uh-huh. and then like started talking shit to one of the wrestlers. Oh, and they pull him out or whatever, and then they pull him out, and then he ends up like fighting him in the ring as yeah. well. So it looked like it was just like out of nowhere, out of nowhere, right? And then he ended up doing a wrestling match against that guy later on. 
know, and that, stuff. It's so funny, it that really we're, cool. now, funny that we're talking about wrestling, but we're actually, our podcast is actually friends with the Dirty Heels podcast yeah. as well. Those so guys those cool. guys do a really good show on YouTube uh, when it comes to wrestling, especially when it comes to the independent uh, route of wrestling. Yeah. So uh, if you're a huge wrestling fan, check out the Dirty Heels podcast yeah. for sure. Okay, so speaking of things coming out next year, mm-hmm. this February from the creator of Bob's Burgers comes another cartoon show called The Great North. I feel like I've heard of that. My big question is, is it Ace Sean Benjamin doing the voice? No, it's not Bob's Burgers. It's not. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes they'll pull the same actors. No, I've got the cast. I've got the list. You ready? Yeah. Yeah, here we go. So it, it's a story about a single dad named Beef Tobin. Okay. Oh, and a uh, big, like, burly guy, okay? Picture Nick Offerman. Okay. He does the voice, actually. Nick oh, right Offerman. on. Yeah, Nick Offerman oh, does the cool. voice All right. I'm of the dad. It. Yeah. He has four kids. Uh, the first one, the oldest son, is Will Forte. He, oh, know, okay, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? I know who, yeah, okay. He played the voice of Batman in the Lego movie. Yeah, he was also um, in, uh, what's that one show that was really popular? Arrested, Arrested Development. Development. Yeah, Arrested yeah. Development. And uh, Let's Go to Prison. Great movie. Then there's the middle son, who's actually, his, his voice is done by, because it's a cartoon show, so his voice is done by Paul Rust. Now, that name may not ring a bell with some people and some people, other people it will, but the TV show Love on Netflix, mm-hmm. he's the star of that. Oh, okay. So he was in, like, a couple other things, too, I can't He's a relatively new actor, I would assume. Fairly new, but he's well, good. He's mainstream. Re- right, he's say. really good, though. And I, anytime the, you say fairly new actor, usually they've been acting for years. Yeah. <laughs> They're just... New to mainstream, right? Uh, then the youngest, the the youngest son, is played by a female actress. Because you know how in Bob's Burgers they had um, uh, daughter, daughter, and right. all, you know it's all different, different voices, different genders. It doesn't matter because as long as they do a good voice. Oh, absolutely! Look at Bart so, Simpson. Bart Simpson's been played by a, a woman for yeah, you know all same thing. Thirty five thousand so years. It's been the youngest son is done by. It's the woman's name. I can never pronounce it. She's an Indian actor. Ap- Aparna Nancharla. I'm not sure. I'm probably butchering that. She's on that show Corporate on Comedy Central. I don't know that so, show. So, yeah, you can take a look at it. She's on that show Corporate. I can't think of some other stuff. She's done some other voice acting work for some cartoon series, I think, on Nickelodeon or something like that. But she is an up-and-comer as well. Like So, so that's exciting. And then there's a daughter. Because remember I said he had four kids. Right. So there's the, the boys, and then there's a daughter. The daughter is played by Jenny Slate. Now, Jenny Slate was also in Parks and Rec, the show Parks and Rec. Yeah, I know Parks and as, Rec. As... Um, Offerman, yeah. Right. But as Parks and Rec, she was... Um, Raphael's sister? Yes. Okay. The younger sister. I can't think of... Yeah. Your money, please. Yeah, that yeah, one. Her. Girl, yeah. She's playing... She is playing the daughter, Judy in the series now the the, the idea is kind of more i guess it's more more focused on judy because judy's boss is going to be played by megan mulaney i'm going to butcher this too malali which is nick offerman's wife oh um tammy too right or i think a lot of people remember her from will and grace yeah okay so she's going to play also as well as judy's boss that judy kind of goes to for female like help and stuff since like it's just her brothers and her father right uh the other thing is is that alanis morissette oh wow. out of nowhere yeah will be <laughs> will be voicing herself because she apparently is um seen judy sees her in the northern lights 
head. She tossed. Her. I don't know. That seems crazy. Here's the cool part: is is coming out in February on Fox, done by the creators of Bob's Burgers. This is called The Great North. It's already. It hasn't even come out yet. It's already been renewed for a second season. Oh wow! They're super excited. They've been about doing this. that with a lot of shows. They're super excited about this. So like the boys got uh, season three before season two even aired. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that's cool. I'm glad to see that. And I'm and I and Nick Offerman to me is always hilarious. And Jenny oh. Slate and all of them. Yeah, is, man. Ron. The cast Sw- is I try every day to be a little bit more like Ron Swanson. <laughs> the the, uh, the cast is amazing. So I can only hope this show does great. So kudos to Fox for giving it a second run. Yeah. It hasn't even had its first yet. Uh, but uh, we will. I actually, you know what? I do have a teaser trailer, uh, and so I'll be actually posting that on Patreon just for our Patreons to take a quick look. Uh, let's see what else I've got as far as hollow holiday. Oh, speaking of cartoons, and I'm not sure how many people realize this this year or not, but did you see The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown this year? No. Yeah, it usually plays on ABC. Right. Right. Well, nobody saw it. Because it was pulled from ABC. Why? So ABC lost the rights to the Charles Schultz Peanuts collection. Really? Which means not only did they lose the rights to air um, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, but also Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and Charlie Brown Christmas. So now, unfortunately, they're not being played on broadcast television. They're all, they were scooped up by Apple TV+. So it's going to be on Apple TV. Right. Now, Apple TV Plus, you thought, oh, well, if Apple TV Plus is smart, they'll play it, and they'll have it so people can watch them, you know, whenever. Yeah, I feel like Apple TV has it fell too far behind. Here's the rub. Apple TV is allowing those shows to be watched, but literally for a small window of time. So instead of us being able to, like, watch it on Charlie Brown Thanksgiving all through the month of November... You can't watch it, I think, until November 18th and then it, until, like, the 23rd or something like that. It's like a, it's like a five-day span. They'll run it for five days and then suck it. Wow. So, again, yeah, good job, Apple like TV. I said, I way to like, screw things up. Yeah, I feel like Apple TV has fallen way behind on the streaming services. I don't think that it's doing nearly as well. I know that they have some uh, films that are, you know, specific for Apple TV. Like, I know that Tom Hanks has a new movie that came out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, about submarines or, or something like your uh, battleships battleships submarines. that's right yep. it was uh, during the World War II but I just I don't know man like I see advertisements for it and everything but I don't feel like there's not enough stuff that I already know on Apple TV okay you know like whenever you look at Peacock and you're like AP Bio and it's got Parks and Rec. The Office is moving over to Peacock on January first. Right. It's got stuff that I already know and like, and, I'm, and Psych, you know, and stuff. Right. So it's like, well, it's already got stuff that I know and like. It's, so I'm willing to pay that yeah, money every and month. And see, and that's the and that's the thing is that these streaming services they try to come out with these new ideas and these fresh new concepts and these shows that they think people want to see, but their smarter plan. In my opinion, this is strictly my opinion, the smarter plan is exactly what you're saying. The smarter plan is for them to scoop up already known properties right. and IPs and offer them on their streaming service so that people will go there to see those and then, and then stumble upon the new shit. Exactly. So I, I agree. I think that's the smarter plan, and I think that's what a lot of these... Like yeah, when you I mean, go to Netflix or Hulu or Peacock or whatever, it's because, oh, it's because that's where that show's available. Exactly. Like The Big Bang Theory is uh, on HBO Max. 
Right. You know, uh, like I'm actually going to be picking up HBO Max here soon. Um, Sesame Street, HBO Max. Yep. You know these. You know Fraggle Rock was well. Fraggle Rock was actually owned by HBO. But my point is, is that there's exclusives. Wait. To wait each one. Time out. Are you telling me Fraggle Rock is on HBO Max right now? I'm pretty much guaranteeing you that HBO is the reason why Fraggle Rock even exists. Okay, so I'm going to be getting HBO Max tonight now. Yeah, I'm pretty because sure. Because Fraggle Rock was my shit I growing will up. double check it right now as we're talking because I have it on my phone. But I'm pretty sure that it is. Wow. But the reason why Fraggle Rock even got started was because it was originally set up for HBO. HBO Max went and swooped in and picked up a lot. They picked up The Big Bang Theory. They picked up Friends. They picked up South Park. They picked up The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. See, that's what I'm saying. They're that's, picking up yeah, stuff same. that people I'm, know. I'm agreeing with you. It's smart. And want to watch. Oh, I take it back. Fraggle Rock is not on there right now. I could have sworn. Either way, I'll find it. I'm pretty sure I have, like, a Fraggle Rock DVD somewhere. If worse But my point, long story short, is, again, I was agreeing with you that they, these shows are getting swooped up by these streaming services. And that's probably the better option if you're going to own a streaming service. Unlike Quibi. Yeah, which is uh, now canceled. Officially no more. Yeah. Officially no more. Quibi had a billion dollars to play with. They got Disney into invest. They've got... I can't even think of anybody else talking about my head. They even had Reno 911 come back for one more season, and now that's gone. And Quibi, their whole idea behind Quibi was to be able to watch a TV show. I mean, oh, we even talked about break. it like a few episodes ago, I think. Yeah. And the whole idea was to watch a TV show on your phone. 15-minute episodes. 15-minute episodes. There was a lot of talk of that people that worked for Quibi or whatever were... I don't want to say stealing, because that's... I'm not trying to be accusatory here, but taking ideas, other people's ideas, like off the internet. Right. And making quibbies out of them. Because you could turn around a 15-minute episode a lot quicker. Right. Than an hour long. So, people's ideas were getting taken and just distorted and screwed up, and then Quibi... Nobody was given... Nobody gives a shit. Right. Like, why, why would you subscribe to Quibi on your phone... To watch a 15-minute episode of something. When you have YouTube. When there's YouTube. Yep. When people could, they could just, it just as easily put it on YouTube and get ad monetization for it and call it done. Exactly. So, so sorry, Quibi. Quibi, unfortunately, is going out. Yeah, they are closing if they haven't already. But, just to let you know, Reno 911 was picked up by HBO Max and nice. saved. So, you can watch Reno 911 on HBO Max now. Nice. So, they got saved by Quibi, or from the Quibi uh, disposal, I guess. Speaking of saved, go ahead. there is the new Saved by the Bell TV show that has been brought on by Peacock. Yes, Peacock is doing the new Saved by the Bell. Uh, Mario Lopez and uh, Elizabeth Berkeley, I think it is. Mm-hmm is putting the show back together for a new generation. And long behold, Screech is not on it. Screech isn't on there. He won't talk to them either. He won't talk to them. <laughs> Screech won't talk to us. No one. No one's... Um, Screech won't talk... Dustin Diamond will not talk to anyone. But no, yeah, so there's a new episode. It looks pretty decent. I mean, I guess if you're a fan of those up-and-coming shows that... Uh, well, not up-and-coming, but if you're a fan of the... The newer versions of the old shows, like I know that they did Fuller House or whatever, oh, like the uh, the reboots, so to yeah. speak. Okay, and then the Girl Meets World and like all those reboots. I don't really get into them. That There's a much. lot of '90s reboots. There's a lot. Yeah, I don't really get into them all that much. Um, but I mean, if you're a fan of those types of shows, then I'm sure you're gonna like Saved by the Bell as well because it brought back a lot of the old characters and I did you know, like where I they did go. like it. The Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I from the '90s, right. 
that was like you know you had Saved by the Bell, I had Fresh Prince of Bel Air, right? So and like the new show Fresh Prince of Bel Air, I'm definitely gonna check that one out because that well that's more of a drama though than it is. Comedy. Yeah, they're not rebooting. It's not a reboot on that one, but right, it's a different take on it. Which I it's gonna was be. Really cool. It's definitely gonna be interesting. If anything else, the um the re- yeah the reboots are nuts. So we'll use this moment right now to say. <laughs> The uh, Screech Won't Talk to Me shirt line, t-shirt line, is available on our merch yeah. store. Doing so pretty well, actually. It's make cool. sure you check out our merch store if you want to get one of those. Very uh, 90s-like. If you like <laughs> 90s gear, that is definitely yeah, the one for it's you. It's totally designed that way. Uh, it literally says Screech Won't Talk to Me. Uh, you can check it out. I already bought one. I already, <laughs> I already have one. I might get the fanny pack. Who knows? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, anyways, go ahead. Anyway. There's one show I've been watching a lot lately. I don't know if I talked about it in the past couple of weeks, but I'm almost to the newest season. The new season just dropped Friday, I believe. Uh, Superstore. Oh, yeah, that's great. You've ever worked in retail. You need to watch that show. It's on Peacock, but it's, oh, my God, dude. It's, like, it's spot on. Like, even, like, some of the stuff that the customers do, I'm all like, yeah, I've witnessed that when I worked in retail. (laughs) Like, you know, and, like, some of the stuff that they say, and it's just... It's unbelievable. The way that they filmed that show is what I really wanted to get into as well. Is because, like, some of the different uh, tips and tricks, you know, we've seen even in just, like, the restaurant up in Atlanta the mm-hmm. last time we were up there. So when they first did the pilot episode, that was actually filmed in an old Kmart so that they could get the show picked up. And then once it was picked up, they moved it to a studio lot out in California. Right. And usually a retail warehouse like a Kmart or a Walmart is about 100,000 square feet, right? give or take. Theirs, their studio is 22,000, but it's three stories tall. But each floor has, you know, the different departments and stuff. But what they do is they actually have it surrounded with mirrors so that it looks big, like 100,000 square feet instead of 22,000 square feet, which we saw in that restaurant, which was tiny. As can be. You remember what I'm talking about? Right. It was uh, it was right in the middle of downtown Atlanta, but I can't think of the name. They of have it like the neon signs all over the place. Yeah, but, like you walk in, and it's l- seriously narrow. Like it's fucking tiny. But the mirrors made it look immensely. I huge. can't think. Uh, you're, it's gonna bug me now. I can't think of that that restaurant you're talking about. But I thought it was really cool. And matter of fact, I just watched an episode today. Do they reference Florida Man? They did. Like, two of the characters were talking about taking a trip. Right. And, she, and one of them's like, she's like, oh, I've always wanted to go to Florida. The other guy's like, like, Florida fr- from the news? <laughs> like, <laughs> and then it cuts later on. He was like, oh, yeah. He's like, Florida man cuts off nose with samurai sword. And she goes, yeah, but we're going to the other coast. <laughs> like, my question is, which coast are they talking about? Like, didn't really want to know. Didn't we just do a samurai sword? Uh, yeah, <laughs> from the jogger being attacked. <laughs> Metro Cafe Diner. That's what it was. Oh, in Atlanta? Yes. I, I had to pull it up on my phone, but it, Metro Cafe Diner was the one that has got like a lot of mirrors and it looks bigger than it clearly is. But yeah. Definitely check it out. It's 24 hours. I know that. And they got like. Yeah, we every, were there every, like three o'clock in the morning. They, <laughs> they have every single thing on the menu, like anything you could possibly ever want. It's yeah. fucking nuts. It's great. From meatloaf to chicken and waffles. Yeah, it's great. But, but right on. Yeah, there was, you know, talking about Hollywood and, and stuff like that and, like, the behind the scenes, man, I, I could go all day about it. Like, I was reading one thing the other day uh, about Back to the Future, which I know I've talked about quite a bit on, mm-hmm. on the show and everything. But, I mean, that's a classic that will never die off in my book. And there will – a lot of people have been asking for number four. Never going to happen. Never no, going to happen. Yeah. He said no. 
He, nope, we've why, gone why? far enough. That's fine. Leave it. Yeah. Leave, leave yeah. it alone. He's like, I'm not gonna make a fourth one and ruin a classic right. uh, series. Like he's like, it's perfect the way it is. It's never gonna happen. The closest thing you could you could get to a part four is the interactive game. Yeah, it utilizes all of the original actors' voices by t- uh, Tall Tale Games or whatever. Tall Tale, yeah. Tall Tale. It's a great little interactive game. Probably about maybe an hour and a half to two hours long to play but it's probably the best it even has michael j fox so yeah but uh but no like i I was reading this thing about their the acting styles and how christopher lloyd was a stage actor Mm -hmm. and michael j fox is a movie and television actor a lot of people don't know this there's a huge difference in the acting styles of both of those those types right um stage actors a lot of the time, like, you, you memorize the entire script from start to finish. Right. Because you're on stage. As to a lot of movie and television actors, read over their lines, like, 15 to 20 minutes before they shoot the scene. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Who <laughs> I did when we you shot and that, Millstone. And I did, like, literally knew no lines. <laughs> right. And, like, if, if I was to, you know, like, I mean, I haven't acted in a long time. I'd like to get back into it. But, when you know, when I would, I would read over... 15, 20 minutes beforehand because there's no chance in hell I'm going to memorize 90 pages. I've done that, though. I mean, I did. I mean, this is... I mean, I can showing, quote every movie from start to finish. This is showing, <laughs> This but, is going to show my age, but, like, way back, you know, during the, like, high school... Or not even high school. Let me take it back even farther. Middle school. Freshman year of high school and before. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. Middle school and everything. I was in plays. I was, in, you know, like everybody. Like, in right. your, oh, the school play, the school play. But I always ended up landing the lead role. I'm not trying to like brag or like pat myself on the back, but I always ended up landing the role that would always have me on stage the longest. Right. So I would constantly have to be able to deliver lines. So like I, if I say I've had any training whatsoever, I would say I'd have more stage training than on camera training just because there's been entire plays. There was one play, I, let me take this back, there was one play I was probably in fourth grade. It was a Mother's Day play. Uh-huh. And there was no way at my age I was going to be able to memorize that script. I was like eight years old. And it was like I was going to be on set the entire time or on stage the entire time. Like right. every character just basically came in and interacted with me. And I had to know everything. Because I couldn't memorize, they couldn't expect me to at eight years old to memorize this big long play <laughs> the teacher said you know basically screw it we're just gonna have the, the characters come in inter- here's the storyline blah 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 blah. we're gonna have the characters come interact with you you do whatever you want improvise oh, just, just do totally improvise the entire show come join bob for improv night <laughs> improv for night. mother's day improv night with bob and mother's day uh the story was about this little kid i remember it now now that i'm talking about it it's all flooding back to me the story is about this little kid named dicky yes that's right <laughs> Dickie Roberts, former childhood star. You would think All so. right, let's go. <laughs> or Little Dicky, like from the show Dave. But is the story is about this character named the little boy named Dicky who was looking for a Mother's Day present for his mom, and he's going through the woods. So he finds certain things, like he finds like uh, a honeycomb, and instead of taking it back to his mom for her Mother's Day, he gives it to the bear that he talks to. And, you know, like, he finds some acorns, and he ends up giving those to the squirrel to give to his mom. So, like, all the characters that were interacting with Dickie were these animals. So I knew no lines, and I was playing Dickie. <laughs> and I... So I knew the basis of it, and I kind of just had to wing it. Okay, the reason why I'm even telling this story, though, is because 
opening night when they have like all the parents and like all the teachers and all the staff and everybody right. and like and it was on a it was in a full size theater. Like keep that in mind too. Like it was a full size theater. Like during the day this or during the night times this theater was usually used to show regular fucking movies. The theater is there. We're, we're doing the play, whatever. Halfway through the play, the lighting system in the theater house overheats and turns the lights out. No shit. In an emergency switch, they flip the house lights on. I'm standing there in the middle of the set. <laughs> and you, now you can see everybody can in see the audience. Everybody in the audience. Because when you're on stage, you don't. it's just all black. You're right. You're you don't right. see people. You can't see shit. The character I was interacting with, the squirrel or whatever the hell I was interacting with, left. She's gone. I was standing there by myself. <laughs> I literally looked at the audience without missing a beat. I said, wow, crazy weather in the woods. They lost it. <laughs> I was eight. I didn't know what to do. I improvised a joke. It pulled. They got the lights back on, and we continued with the play. And everyone thought it was great. I don't know. I just had to bring it up. I just never. I remember it being traumatizing, like the lights going off, and then like when they when they come on, you can see the audience, and that's yeah crazy. Anyways, goddamn, we just went down rabbit hole in the past. <laughs> Thanks for that. Well, anyway, um, back to what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, Back to the future. Uh, Christopher Lloyd was a stage actor. Right. So he had memorized all of his lines, and usually whenever you're a stage actor, you're reading the, the script word for word. Right. A lot of, a majority of the time. But because Michael J. Fox would read his, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, whenever you do that, you're pretty much just getting the gist of it and then telling the story. You know, it, right. Through Which leads to a more comfortable... More comfortable, more a little bit more improv type of thing. You're not right. reading word for word. You don't sound like a robot. It's more natural type right. of thing. But Christopher Lloyd, being such a great actor that he is, was like thrown off guard by some of this, the improv that um, Michael J. Fox would have to give off. Mm-hmm. And But because he was such a great actor, he just learned how to f- roll with it. And it created this dynamic between the two, and their chemistry in front of camera was just... That also kind of explains why Christopher Christopher Lloyd's character kind of over-exaggerates everything. Right. Because if he's a stage actor, he's meant to to over-exaggerate. Yeah, stage acting, you definitely over-exaggerate a lot. Um, Which kind of helped for his Doc character being a little crazy and off the wall. Right. Because especially with the over-exaggerating, usually it's like a speaking louder type of thing. And right. Whenever you're trying to fill a theater, you know what I mean? You've kind of you've got to kind of exaggerate a lot of things. to. And like the way that I can say it, the best way that I say it is that when you're stage acting, you're pretending to be somebody. So you're pretending right. to be somebody else. Right, right, right. When you're film acting, you are somebody else. Okay, you know that's a I good mean? point. Like, yeah, that's, that's good the idea. best yeah. way I can describe it. But I just think that it's... It's really cool the the differences in acting and like method acting. It, it's that's I, I big props to anybody who does does method acting. I've done especially it. on that. I mean, it's it gets rough for some of those it's, people out there. It's it's a it's a state of mind. And I say I'm not trying to brag. Again, I'm this is you're bringing all this shit up and it's just flooding back to me. But uh, I've <laughs> well, done I love the, the acting. I've method, tried. So I agree, mean. and I've tried the method. I've tried it all. I've tried the method acting part of it. And it wasn't so much like I was I was acting on film or I was acting on camera. Or I was trying to do the method. I I wanted to basically see if I could. Right. So this was this was nineteen ninety. Show my age. This was nineteen ninety six. Yes. So you were in high school. Nineteen ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, I was in high school. 
and I decided that for I was going to do like a one of my English reports. It was like for English. We were supposed to read a book and then do a whole report on it. Well, I decided to read the biography of Jim Carrey. And I was like, I feel like I kind of remember screw this. this. Probably you didn't you dress up as Ace Ventura? I literally dressed up as Ace Ventura for this. <laughs> I remember book that. Now. Here's yeah, the I thing. Was only like six, but yeah, I remember that. Here's the thing. The English class was like fairly early in the morning, which means I was gonna be dressed. I was gonna. I walked out of the English class to go to the bathroom to change. Got the whole getup. I don't know. I had it like down the to the hair and everything, dude. I had. I went out and even found the actual shirt brand they used for the movie and replicated it, like. Bought, found it, ordered it, bought it, the whole nine yards. It was fucking nuts. The boots, the whole nine yards. The hair, it was crazy. Come back into the classroom, and I, I knew it. When I walked out of the bathroom, I just kind of like was like, okay. I'm like basically Ace Ventura is what I was going for. Yep. So I'm like, um, here we go. I'm going to be Ace Ventura until I literally take this costume off. I'm going to try it. So I did the entire book report as Ace Ventura Pet Detective. And I walked back into the classroom. The whole classroom lost their fucking... They weren't ready for that. They yeah. were like, Bob's a fucking nut. Did you stay in character all day long? Yeah. Okay. Not only all day, but all night... Because it was homecoming. So I... Yeah, I went stupid <laughs> with it. That's right. Stupid. I not only stayed as Ace Ventura throughout the rest of every single class, including lunch, I stayed in character out when I left school at home... And then all the way going back to the football game that night. Because the football game that night, I actually had to be on the field. And I wasn't I wasn't a football player. Let me clear the air right now before anybody gets excited. <laughs> I did not play football. I was the nerdy media kid. I was I had to be on the field to record the football game. Yeah, I did. And that I too. so I was on the field. So imagine watching this football game. Imagine watching a homecoming football game and you see the football game and you look out there and there's Fucking Ace Ventura standing there on the football field. What would you expect? You expect him <laughs> we to... We at the Miami Dolphins game? Right. Like, you expe- f- exactly. I was good friends with the mascot. And he's all like, let's do it. I'm oh, like, are you, you sure? Fight? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And so, yeah, we did. Totally. Like, That's awesome. Like, we, That's we filmed awesome. it and everything. It was great. It was funny. Everyone laughed because we did it, like, you know, right about halftime, whatever in the middle right. of the field so it was funny but I stayed in character the whole time all the way until I got home when I got home that night and I took off the thing got in the shower and I went holy crap that because it's a it's a mind fuck I want to say it's it, I mean you have to literally you're not you you get the advantage of not being yourself right so you have the advantage to be able to say stuff and people think that you get, you're in character you're saying it does that make sense you're right and so I was, I was able to be like super mouthy, like super make fun of people, and, and they uh, everyone's oh it's hilarious, yeah it's funny, you know what I'm saying? Right. But uh, but take jabs, but not have to take any <laughs> take any heat after. Not take any heat after. Yeah. yeah. So, well, like it's just like crazy, but it's a it is a mind fuck. It, it is, is and it and it affects a lot of actors. I mean, look at Heath Ledger, dude. I mean, yeah, he was one that went big into the Joker. Yeah, he went real big into the Joker, and he ended up on like sleeping medication that inevitably killed him. Right. Um, Jim Carrey went big into Andy Kaufman. Andy, yeah, Andy. So Kaufman. much so that uh, Jerry the King Lawler, who was also in that film. Mm-hmm. And you know him from wrestling. Again, back to wrestling. Yeah. But Jerry the King Lawler and Andy Kaufman, way back in the day, the real Andy Kaufman, were best friends. Like, they were really good buddies. 
nobody knew this because they created that on-screen and and off-screen drama. drama for the show for WWF or E or whatever and for TV and all of this SNL everything to create this world where they or where Andy Kaufman was a wrestler you know what I'm saying and so right. but in real life in reality Jerry the King Lawler and Andy Kaufman were really good friends the downside from what I understand is that Jim Carrey didn't grasp that idea he I guess, I don't know what to say. When he dove into the Andy Kaufman character, he went full force with the I'm against Jerry Lawler thing. Oh. And so when they were on set, behind the scenes, that type of stuff, he would literally, as Andy Kaufman, still be ripping on Jerry Lawler. And, like, I remember I saw an interview with Jerry the King Lawler, and he's all like, yeah, he he doesn't get it. He doesn't get that we were, like, actually good friends, and that's why we set all this up. So Right. But again, again, that's uh, diving into method acting. Yeah, it's um, psychologically it can be twisty. Oh, dude, look at uh, Jared Leto. Whenever he method acted for the Joker as well for Suicide Squad, he yeah. was scaring the cast because he would send them presents of like dead rats and shit yeah, like why, that. I mean, that's why his big, okay his part for the Joker was so small was was tiny. And and again, oh, we filmed a lot more. It's gonna be a lot bigger part. I think yeah, but, it was, but his, he. The Suicide Squad, he wasn't even a main character. <laughs> right. I think that he, I mean, whenever he got casted as the Joker, you got to remember is that Heath Ledger left big, big shoes to fill for the Joker character. Right. And I think that that was just him trying to do the same so that he didn't let anybody down. Right. So, but either way, I mean, method acting, it's one hell of a way of, of going it. Um, but right on. I actually have some fun facts of behind the scenes of some okay. of your favorite movies. Cool. Um, let's try to do it this time without digging into my past anymore. Yeah, let's, do that. let's close that fucking book. Thank you. All right. Um, well, I mean, you haven't had any experience with PCP, have you, Bob? Again, can we close books, please? What the fuck? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I know that's bullshit. <laughs> um, apparently, you know, allegedly. 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 Someone spiked the Titanic production crew's food with PCP. Apparently about 80 members got sick and were hospitalized with hallucinations, and the Canadian police later stated that testing revealed some of the meal contained a drug, PCP. Nobody was found for it. Like, there was no culprit found. Okay, it's one thing to do it, but if it actually made people, like, sick, hospitalized, that's not cool. That's not funny. It's Let one thing that. to do it. Don't dose me with any amount of PCP. <laughs> you know what, fucking mind? You're right. You're right. Let me take that back. I apologize. <laughs> that was stupid. Um, I mean, I get practical jokes. I could take. Let a me joke, say that. Yeah, I can. Yeah, but don't drug me. Don't don't make it to where people actually get harmed. That's yeah. That's a little pushy. Um. All right. Here's a Star Wars one. Go ahead. The Empire Strikes Back on Hoth. That was actually filmed in a real blizzard. How can you get anything done? Dude, I don't even know how they pulled that off, honestly. I mean, I guess, mm, you know what? I take that back. I do. I know how they pulled it off because 35 millimeter film filmed back in the 70s needed to be not hot. It was kept refrigerated at one point and it was yep. cold. So I guess during a storm, you could technically film without all the shit freezing up or ruining. Yeah. I it was get filmed it. in Norway during one of the region's harshest winters in rec recorded history. By the time production arrived... In, in Fence, Norway, mm -hmm. all of the sites and equipment were buried in snow. Raiders of the Lost Dark. Now, a lot of people probably already know this one. And, I, I mean, it, depending on how big of a movie nerd that you are, especially when it comes to 
Indiana Jones. Now, also bringing up Indiana Jones, I do want to say rest in peace to uh, Sean Connery. Yep, for sure. Died on Halloween at 90 years old. 90 years old. That's a We lost a a long time. But, But, yeah, so back to Raiders of the Lost Ark. So the infamous scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark, Mm -hmm. whenever he's, you know, trying to save the girl through the town. Right. And then that guy comes out, and he's whipping around the sword and everything, and then Harrison Ford just pulls out his gun and just shoots him dead and then turns around and starts running again. That was supposed to be an epic fight scene that was going to take three days to film. Right. But Harrison Ford got insanely sick during the production of Raiders of the Lost Ark Uh and could only leave his trailer for 10 minutes at a time. Uh, Harrison Ford went to Steven Spielberg Mm -hmm. and was all like, let's just shoot the son of a bitch. Like, if I've got a gun, why wouldn't I? Yeah, he's he's like, dude, he's like, I can't do this fight scene, man. Like, I'm way too sick for this. Like, right. let's just shoot the son of a bitch. And Steven Spielberg was like, I was actually kind of thinking the same thing. So that's what they ended up doing. Um, the most infamous line in movie history from Jaws, you're going to need a bigger boat. Right. Was not originally in the script. Is it ad-libbed? It was originally an inside joke among the cast and crew members. Oh, so it was brought in as a joke, and then it just ended up in the movie. They, they ended. They were just the casting crew was always just joking around about that and everything, and then the actor just fucking said it, and it ended up staying into the film. Going on to you know more movies that are uh, natural reactions of people and stuff. Like I know that there's one in Transformers as well, when there's a bunch of explosions happening behind the cast members mm-hmm. as they're like running down the street. Um, Michael Bay actually looked at Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox and everything and was all like, hey, so um, don't trip and fall. And they're like, what? They're like, yeah, there's going to be real explosives underneath the carpet that you're running on, so don't trip and fall. So the fear in their eyes as the explosions are happening behind them, 100% authentic. But as for safety on set, you can't. I think he kind of he might have lied to them. Maybe, but... I, I would have say as a director, he would have dude, lied to... There's some directors that don't care, man. And I'll tell you one of them right now is Quentin Tarantino. If you're a Quentin Tarantino fan, you're kind of hit or miss with him a lot. Mm -hmm. So Kill Bill, there was a scene when um, Uma Thurman is driving the car or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. erratically, and then ends up crashing into that tree. Right. She actually, he was like screaming like, faster, faster, faster. She lost control of the car and actually slammed into the tree. That was a real car accident. And she's had like neck injuries and like everything else since then so like and he apologized to her like directly afterwards he's like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i made you do that and blah 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 blah. but like it's just that and then now i found out with inglorious bastards that theater they used real fire they actually were like burning it the fuck down and with people all over the place wow the fire was only supposed to burn at 400 to 400 degrees or something like that still hot right uh, it ended up burning at 1,200. They, From what they were saying is that if it had burned for an, even 10 to 15 more seconds, it's very possible that the whole building would have collapsed with all those people inside. Wow. I don't see why. I mean, I get the authenticity of, like, the fear and, like, all of that and the actors and everything, but when I'm on set, man, safety is priority number one. Should be always. Always. Always, always, always. Especially because I am terrified of getting sued. <laughs> I don't think it's so much even being sued. I think it's just, again, just the safety being a factor, period. It shouldn't be, let's take the chance. Yeah. You know, like, like take a chance of somebody getting hurt and or killed. Jesus. 
and then they of course like with the natural going going back to you know people's natural reactions and stuff it's like the uh the movie alien the original alien movie right so like there's the first scene when the alien bursts out of the chest for the first time Mm -hmm. the director ridley scott he had told the entire crew or whatever um cast i mean that it was going to be cgi'd out of his chest so just act surprised and then they used actual makeup and stuff and like blasted this alien out of the chest An actual and blood Muppet. splattered the cast so their screams and like reactions 100% authentic mm-hmm. like I love it whenever you do that like and also keeping the cast safe <laughs> right again okay. yeah you know but but it the, wasn't a situation where anybody was gonna be able to get hurt from it exactly so. you know it was all fake and everything like that but it's just to tell them it's gonna be CGI and then turn around and, and just do it anyways it like you know I thought that that was really cool you want to move on to uh, the tech news? Tech news I have is, if you didn't know, Netflix is raising their prices. First of all, Netflix is Good raising Lord. their prices again. With that being said, for those of you that have T-Mobile, you can get T-Vision. What the hell is T-Vision? T-Vision through T-Mobile is available now. It is another streaming service because there's just not enough. Yeah, right. Their idea behind it is to take over the idea of cable, like to take back cable essentially they are saying it's not like a cable service but it's a streaming service it's ten dollars a month will get you 30 networks or you could pay the 40 dollars a month and you can get those 30 networks plus live news and sports plus you can do the add-ons of like stars or hbo or whatever it is for 12 bucks a month or 14 dollars a month or whatever it is so basically they're saying like hey we can get you basic television amc and all these other broadcast networks you know mm-hmm. for ten dollars a month called t-vision through t-mobile right on it's available now it depends ten dollars a month it, it, is I'd cheaper to, than netflix I, yeah i'd have to look more into like exactly what channels they have and everything because there's i mean you can get a lot of shows and all of that that would be on those on the other streaming networks that i already have true <laughs> that's what i'm saying so, like i said it's, again it's not it's not replacing anything other than cable it's just adding another it's one on. yeah it's you have to basically go through and pick which one it's just something interesting that, that came across also going through to tech news so there's a, there was a group that was studying, an MIT group that was studying an app they were using for COVID-19. And this COVID-19 app, which actually works, listens to your cough, and it tells you if you have COVID-19 or not. Huh. Now, it, it's right out the gate. When I say it out loud, it sounds like bullshit. Yeah, like, I feel like <coughs> it's just like... I'm sick. It's like a random... <laughs> right, I feel like it's like, oh, no, yeah, that's definitely a dry cough. Definitely, yeah, like... So apparently the AI what is, is this app? Is it free? Accurate. I don't know. I don't have the name of it. Unfortunately, it is not available to download yet. Okay. Well, I'm. I'll test it out. AI is accurate ninety eight and a half percent. What I'll do is. Did I you will, hear what I just said? I'm sorry. Go ahead. The AI in the in the software is so accurate. It's ninety eight and a half percent recognizes confirmed cases. Really. Yeah, no. This was a serious. Like I, I'm making a joke at the beginning here, but honestly, it's a serious app. Like it, it's got multiple levels. I read in some of the tech part of it. I'm not going to get into the details, but multiple levels of how it works and how it recognizes your voice, how you talk, the tones, and your cough, the cough itself, those type of things. And then it'll tell you. Also, it was able a hundred percent accurate that people had it that were asymptomatic and didn't know. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. As soon as this yeah. app comes out, dude, I'm telling you, it's crazy. I'm going to go and get a COVID test, a real COVID test, okay. not just through the app. 
I'm going to get a real COVID test, get my results, and then try this app to see if they both match I'm, up. I'm telling you. That's, we'll from see. What, from what they said, it's, gonna, it's, it's mind-blowing. We're going to find what out. What they've done. We're going to try or to deny it. So the new, uh, yeah, the new COVID-19 app, try or deny, I don't know. I couldn't, I don't have a, a name for the app. It's not, it's not even available for testing or anything like that. They're trying to move it quickly. Right. But they want to make sure it's right. Now, they're not saying that this will take the place of going to get a COVID test right. by any stretch of the imagination. But it's, it, it basically it would be like a preemptive, like, if you try it and it says you're positive, go get tested. Here, here's how it would basically play out is that, is that these people, these places at work uh, that test for it, like, oh, they take your temperature or, oh, did you have right. any interactions with anybody with COVID or anything like that? So this app would take that place. So, like, you would basically cough into this app when you get to work. Or whatever, and they it would tell them right out the gate. Yeah, boom, you have it or you don't have it or whatever. Oh, right on. So it's like a pre-screener type thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's what the idea behind the app is going to be. So I don't know. That's pretty cool. Okay, but the hang-up is this: because it uses listening software, now there's a privacy factor involved. So there's that whole hurdle now the app has to get past, and how the privacy factor will work into and policies will work into utilizing the app. It's it's one more legal nightmare, but they're trying to hurry it through so that'll happen. With the terms and conditions, true, it'll it'll probably happen. So, move on to the Urban Dictionary of the day. Okay, let's see which one do I got here. Okay, I like this one. Gen C. Gen C. Yep. Like how Generation X does Gen X. Yep. And this is Generation C. Yeah. When does it start? So you know Gen C. Clearly, it's a generation. Clearly. But when's it start? It probably started yesterday. Who the fuck knows? (laughs) January 1st of 2020. Proceeding Generation Z. Now, granted, the actual... um, I'm not saying off of Urban Dictionary. This is an article that I read. Is that actual, like, engineers or the scientists, whoever, like, comes up with that type of thing, the historians, they they were talking about making a Generation Alpha and starting with the alphas and then bravo and right. you know I guess going from there but on urban dictionary yeah. is gen c okay named after the viral coronavirus oh, this generation is destined for a life of turmoil and confusion the social distancing covid-19 brought us all likely make this generation even more socially awkward than generation z they've been born into a world tangled with problems and chaos so let's do our best to welcome them with open arms from 6 feet away <laughs> BCV. I like this one. BCV? BCV. Uh, it's initials, probably for texting. I would assume BCV. It's like AFK, away from keyboard. So BCV. Mm. Incorrect. No, okay, all right. It's the time between crisis birth and the beginning of the coronavirus. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> stupid. Before coronavirus. So... Here's the sentence. In late 2016 AD, or 3 BCV, Donald Trump was elected as the 45th president of the United States of America. I'm so using that from now on. BCV? Oh, fuck yeah. You're going to have to explain it every single time, though. You know that, right? Oh, uh, absolutely. There it is. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. You're not going to get this. But somebody left a huge, huge explanation for this. Okay. And I just... Uh, reading it was hilarious to me. Mecca Hitler. Mecca Hitler? Mecca Hitler. Well, 
usually when they do mecha whatever, it's a Japanese reference to some kind of large robotic type Voltron type transformer. Oh my god, taking yes. over a town. Yes. Dude, come on, don't play me. I'm, Absolutely. I'm, I'm on the geek culture. What's up? Now, this is what Urban Dictionary says about Mecha Hitler. First of all, don't believe any of that bullshit people say about Hitler supposedly committed suicide. Before his imminent defeat in Germany, he ran away towards Russia, where he remained hidden for a few years until his dumbass fell through a patch of thin ice and became a popsicle. A few years later, the Russian people found his body perfectly preserved in ice. Using their advanced technology, they... (laughs) their advanced technology (laughs) sputnik um they removed his brain and locked it deep within a monstrous robot within which the russians plan to use in order to wage war upon freedom jews justice poland and general minorities sweet mecha hitler became too powerful and escaped the (laughs) russian military base he cooperated with the japanese after agreeing to give them control of america after he wages war in exchange for upgrading his body after the upgrades to his arsenal, Mecha Hitler betrayed the Japanese and fled to Mexico. Luckily, the Japanese were smart enough to implant a control chip into his brain. They deactivated his body and is currently in a state of suspended animation somewhere in the Mexican desert. We can only hope that the Mexican people never locate him and restart his programming. That is what it says on a prediction. Wow. <laughs> that's, like, that's somebody who was really bored. Really, really bored. Really bored. And, of course, the definition of Urban Dictionary for McDonald's. Go. For McDonald's? McDonald's. It's probably one word. Gross. Uh, that would have been my guess. That's a really good guess. But it's a place where people eat a lot, get fat, and then sue to get money. <laughs> it's, yeah. That's about right. Yeah. And that about concludes the Urban Dictionary. Well, there's some, week. there's some basic ones there. Yeah. Urban Dictionary is kind of hit or miss, you know. Uh, you, sometimes you just find gold, and that's, that's the point <laughs> that's, of it. That's you gotta the search idea. For that's it. why we do it. But anyways... All right, I can already hear the music playing, which means our time is up for this podcast. Yeah, thank you guys all so much for listening to us. Don't forget to sign up for our Patreon so that you get the inside scoop on a lot of our stories and discounts and things like this. Yeah, and be sure to check us out on our, all of our social media platforms as well, with uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, even. Yeah, you know, I think we even have a TikTok at this point. We do. That's really we haven't done anything on it yet. It yeah, still feels kind of creepy to me. But anyways, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see you guys next time again. Thanks for listening. Right. Sounds good. Later, guys.